0: hello welcome to another episode of reddit readings in today's episode we are on r slash ask reddit and listening to parenting mistakes reddit readings episode 38
1: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends
0: What is a seemingly harmless parenting mistake that will majorly fuck up a child later in life? Telling your child that they have to finish all of their food. If your child says they're full, respect that. When you insist your child eat their food even when they're full, you're teaching your child to ignore the body's cue to finish eating and, instead, not stop eating until everything is gone. This can cause problematic food behaviors that they may carry on through life in a number of ways. Firstly, it can cause the child to not be able to recognize when they're full or not anymore, a problem many people face, hence the rise of the intuitive eating movement to help people be able to recognize when they're full again, which can lead to overeating. Secondly, it can encourage an all or nothing mindset, which can also lead to overeating. As an example, Someone who this lesson was emphasized to may not be able to stop after just taking a couple of Doritos from a family-sized bag like others. Once they've started, they will feel like they have to finish the whole bag because that's the thinking they were trained to have as a child. As well as this, it causes your child to associate a feeling of guilt with not finishing their food and, possibly, food in general, which can further contribute to problematic eating behaviors. My parents would fill my plate, demand I finish everything on it, then bully me for being overweight. I had no idea there was a connection between how much you ate and how heavy you were. I assumed my obesity was an inherited tray and had no idea how to apply the lose weight advice I was being given. I was in my mid thirties before I started to get a handle on it. My eating is still disordered, but eventually I did manage to shed over 100 pounds, thanks to advice and support from reddit. My aunt did the opposite. She would make or buy food for me then ridicule me for eating it. She even made fun of me as an adult for eating a slice of cake at my baby shower. Guess who developed an eating disorder as a result? I found that when my parents teased me about stuff I was clearly uncomfortable with, it made me tell them less later in life. I have a good relationship with my parents, but I don't tell them lots about my life because it's easier if they don't know slash tease about it same for me. It was usually mild stuff like, haha, he has a crush on a girl, or something like that. But I hated the attention, and it made me uncomfortable. Later in my 20s, when I met my wife she couldn't understand why I was so secretive. I'm pretty sure it's from that. I just stopped telling people things and still don't tell my parents everything that's going on in my life. I love them of course, and have a great relationship with my parents, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that teasing messed me up. Never saying sorry to your kids. My mom only just recently started telling me sorry when she gets worked up. It's built up such a resentment for her over the years, and I also have trouble saying sorry myself because of it. Tell your kids sorry, especially if you overreact to something they did. Not following through with your promises. If you told your child you were buying ice cream tomorrow in the hopes that they'd forget, and the next day when they ask, you tell them no, they'll see you as unreliable. Ice cream is just the first thing that came to my mind, I'm sure someone else can explain better what I'm trying to say here without sounding so ridiculous. Mine is an extreme case, but my mom left me when I was around 3 and started a new family shortly after. My entire childhood was filled with, I'll do xyz, and she never would. She was most famous for, I'll pick you up tomorrow, or, I'll be there in x minutes, and just never show. She did this on my 5th birthday. I remember it so vividly. My dad got me up before dark. He got me all dressed, did my hair, and took cute pictures with a little mermaid doll she had brought by a few days earlier. I was so excited. Then I went and sat on the front steps as the sun was coming up. I sat there all day long. I didn't want to move because I didn't want to miss her coming down the long driveway. Finally my dad's girlfriend told me it was nap time, 2pm. I said I couldn't take a nap because mom might come while I'm sleeping. The way she told me, honey, I'm sorry but I don't think she's coming today, just broke me. I still went and sat back on those steps. She never came. I still trust no one. I'll never forget that day. I worry I'll never be right after years of her doing things like that. It was like a moment ingrained in my head as when my heart broke and was never the same. Always do your best to do what you say for your kids. Treating your young child as a friend you're venting to. It's extremely traumatic to be your parent's diary. My mom was mad at me because of a 9 out of 10 on a test. She hit me and yeah it hurt a lot. I wrote her a letter tell her about it, how sorry I was and I have tried my best that the one point was about the grandma that I did not know. She told the entire family at our meeting, including my grandparents, all of my aunts and uncles, and they made jokes about that. Now, even though I'm a senior at high school, they still talk about that at every family meeting we have. And she keeps asking me why I lock myself up in the room and live my own life and don't even try to talk to her. She and the family also tease me for having a boyfriend, she keeps calling me telling that she knows he does not love me, and I'm going to get dumped, and more stereotypes that she has in her mind. Literally one year ago, she and the family tried to bring me to the hospital for gender check, because I keep watching soccer, lol. Getting them involved in problems they have no control over. My parents felt the need to keep me in the loop regarding our pending foreclosure and argue in front of me over which one was to blame when I was 10. What possible reason is there to share that with a kid? I barely slept for months. I was convinced the cops were gonna bust in at midnight and throw us all outside. Mocking them. Laughing at them. Adults do it to each other all the time, but kids who haven't been immersed in the background cruelty of our culture for years don't understand that it's just the language of the land, and not that they themselves are particularly unworthy of respect. <laughs> Giving into your kids wants and desires without upholding discipline and consequences will give your kids a large uphill battle to climb later. I say this because my parents babied me a lot when I was young, I never had to do anything I didn't want to do. Example, when I started getting bad grades because I wasn't doing my homework my parents would have conferences with my teachers so they could give me extra credit. I had a rude awakening in college when I realized how hard life is. I 100% love and adore my parents. And who's to say if they did discipline me more that I'd have turned out any different? Probably not but you never know. But when I have kids, I already know a few things I'd do differently. The belief that they won't remember because they're young. I remember. I don't quite remember all the words my mom said to me or all the specific things she did to me when I was younger, but I remember how she made me feel. That doesn't go away. My mom used to go through my trash. She always said it was to make sure I wasn't throwing out anything important, but I know she also just wanted to be nosy. She used to rummage through my drawers and read very private adult fan fictions that I used to write and then confront me about them. I used to draw some really fucked up gory shit to vent my teenage angst, she'd find these drawings and, again, shame me for my fascination with that sort of content. She did this all the way into my adulthood. The last time. She rummaged through my sock drawer and found a box of condoms and confronted me about it at work, we used to work together in the same department, and shamed me for having sex with my boyfriend, at fucking work, she humiliated me and shamed me until I cried, I was probably about 25 when this happened and I moved out shortly after, I'm 31 and just now starting to learn to respect my boyfriend's boundaries and privacy. For a large portion of our relationship I would go through his very personal belongings, throw out items of his that I didn't view as valuable, and just violate his privacy in all sorts of ways. I didn't think anything of it at the time. It just didn't strike me as wrong. Bless him for sticking by me for 8 years. I have really come a long way and I have learned to stop being so intrusive and controlling. But damn it, I didn't think it would take 2 decades to unlearn that one.
1: This episode is brought to you by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Powerful yet smooth. Contained but never tame. Proudly going their own way, but never going alone. This is the spirit inside Buffalo Trace bourbon. Made at Buffalo Trace Distillery. The world's most award-winning distillery. Buffalo Trace is always perfectly untamed. Distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Franklin County, Kentucky. 90 proof. 45% alcohol by volume. Learn more at Distillery.com. Please drink responsibly.
0: Never telling your child that you were wrong and that you're sorry just never once occurred. My father never once said I'm sorry to me. He was human, there were plenty of times he should have. My kids have heard from me plenty once my brother was sent to his room by my dad after they got into an argument about something stupid i used google to prove my brother right and we both were grounded for being disrespectful until he found out we were actually right he never ungrounded us until the week was over and only told me he was wrong moral of the story being right is disrespectful in a different vein of thought making finances a taboo subject Financial illiteracy can be devastating once entering adulthood. Want to keep your children from making your own money mistakes? Don't be too proud to teach them what those mistakes were. Don't smother your kids. My mom quit having her own life the moment my brother and I were born. She was an incredibly devoted and loving mother was very kind to us, but when we were born she stopped having friends, did not work, and was home every single day from when I was born to when I moved out in my early 20s. She was very easy to upset, because she had no other source of self esteem, and any time I screwed up, and I screwed up a lot, it was as if I had levied a very personal attack against her. In the last 5 years or so, before I left I don't think we had a single conversation, that didn't drive her to tears, and I promise I wasn't that bad. I constantly felt cornered and stressed and fell into depression as a defense mechanism and she took my resulting lack of performance very personally creating a very treacherous cycle that was only broken when I enlisted and finally got away. To this day I often feel like I'm a bad person who failed to live up to her love. Not congratulating your child when they achieve something. A friend of mine never got any praise from his parents growing up. Always felt that he wasn't good enough. Show the child that their hard work doesn't go unnoticed. Never showing up for events. I remember my parents didn't come to most of my chorus concerts. It really sucked to see my classmates' families cheer them on while my parents were absent. I brought home one of my chorus program papers to show my parents and I found it in the trash the next day. I was sad because I wanted to keep it, but seeing it in the trash, I didn't want it anymore. Well realistically, it'd be a helicopter parent. You always want to look out for your kid right? Make sure they're not doing things they're supposed to do, walking without knocking? It ruins a relationship with a kid because even though you have a sense of privacy, the kid doesn't and will always paranoid of anyone entering their room without warning, it ruins a kid. Would my mom let me do this, is she okay with it? My parents were helicopter parents. I was not allowed to lock my bedroom door. My mom listened in on my phone calls, this was in landline phone days, and went through my personal belongings when I wasn't home, including reading the notes that friends and I passed in school. I wasn't allowed to talk to boys or date, I'm female doing this only prevents your children from learning how to form healthy relationships you should teach your children how to do things such as date in a safe and responsible manner rather than bang it not creating a safe space for your kids to tell their secrets and make mistakes when i was younger i excitedly confided in my mom about my first boyfriend But instead of calmly talking me through this, she immediately brought my dad in the conversation and they both yelled at me and forced me to break up with him. Not stopping when your child says stop. Whether it's cheesing, or tickling, or wrestling. Kids who have parents that don't respect their boundaries always seem to end up being the biggest dicks and bullies because they've learned they don't have to respect other people's feelings. The saddest part of this question is that my mom had done so many things that everyone is saying is bad, not hugging, praising, telling me to suck it up, etc. So let me give one that I feel would have helped me out growing up, do not be afraid to admit when you are wrong or when you make mistakes to your child. My parents would go out of their way to justify any mistake they made and make it seem as if they were right no matter what the situation was. Gave me a pretty messed up view of right and wrong, as well as learning from mistakes, but was fixed by my grandma. It's a long story, that I don't want to get into right now. Not hugging your kid, or telling them you love them. You can feed them dinner, and send them to bed on time every night, and they are still going to end up with a personality disorder, because you never fucking hug them. Pretty much telling you that whatever activity, that you enjoy doing, is annoying or dumb. I used to love to sing. I was in chorus and would play my favorite songs over and over to learn the words. Not only did my sisters tease me for it, but my parents told me to shut up constantly. So I stopped singing. I must have been terrible, right? I sing when I'm alone or jokingly with some friends. What really broke me was when I went to visit everyone for the holidays and my sister said that she was surprised I never pursued singing, since I seemed to love it so much when I was younger. I nearly started crying and had to bite my tongue so I wouldn't scream at her for being one of the reasons I stopped. It's always funny for the ones doing the teasing, but it actually hurts the ones being teased, especially when it's coming from people who are supposed to love you. I won a scholarship for singing, while I was in primary school, private lessons twice a week. One day my dad stopped taking me, saying he couldn't afford them anymore. At the time I didn't know the lessons were already paid for from the scholarship, my asshole father thought it was lame and the lessons were useless. Treating crying as if it's something only weak people do. My dad in particular used to yell at me for crying, which only made me cry more, which made him yell more, and you get the point. In high school I tried to bring up the possibility of me having anxiety problems that I'd spoken to the school counsellor about because my friends made me go since they were worried. He told me I was just a drama queen. I can't express that I'm anxious or stressed around my dad because others have it worse. Even now I'm 21 and seeing a psychiatrist in a couple weeks because i just felt so bad lately and I would never let my dad know. I think I'd rather die than my dad now I've been seeing a psychiatrist and discussing the possibility of me having OCD with said psychiatrist, which does explain a lot and is actually kind of comforting for me to know because he'd get so mad at me for being weak. I grew up the exact same way, but I was treated like this by my mother. I especially remember once, when I was 6, we went grocery shopping and she told me to not ask for anything at the store. So we get our groceries and we are leaving the store. And I spot a little ice cream stand. So I ask if she can buy me a lime ice pop. And the next thing I knew, my mouth was bleeding. She had slapped me so hard on my mouth that she busted my lip. I remember being so confused because we weren't in the store anymore and I hadn't asked for anything in the store, the ice cream stand was outside of the store, anyways, I immediately start crying and freaking out from seeing blood, so she pulled me to a little alleyway where there was no one around and starts to slap me, pull my hair, laughing that I'm freaked out by blood, taunting me and says that the only way she's going to stop is if I stop crying because crying is for weak people. I remember biting my already busted lip so hard to stop myself from sobbing, and I just covered my face with my hair the whole way home. That was the last time I cried in front of her up until about 3 weeks ago, I'm 21 now. But let me tell you that crying, letting my feelings spill out in front of her was definitely one of the hardest and most empowering things I have ever done. Giving into basic human emotion is not weak. Seeking help is not weak. Thank you for listening to Redid Readings, episode 38. If you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a rating.
1: Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast.